With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Welcome to episode 33 of the Celtic Exchange. This is Paddy. I'm filling in for Tino today. Uh, today I'm joined by Miff and Sinky. So it's been a busy week for the club, competing in the second leg of our UEFA Champions League qualifier against Michelin, and it was our first game of the new Premiership season against Hearts at Tynecastle. Another week goes by where we still need a keeper, and our fullback situation rectified as well. But after what we've seen in the past couple of games, it may well be the case that some more signings are needed to bolster the confidence lacking squad. Miff, how are you feeling about last week? Oh Paddy, oh Sinky, whole listeners, doesn't really seem to be getting any better. Um, What I I was aware of, and when I've spoken before about Ange getting appointed, the unfortunate thing for for us as fans and and the club in general was the board presided over an absolute farce in appointing a manager, Chase Howe, and we ended up with Postacoglu coming in, having to quarantine and subsequently be thoroughly underprepared for the new season. Now we, we all knew that. The fact that what we're living through now is is the aftermath of that lack of preparation and it's extremely painful, it's painful to watch. You're seeing good players being dragged down by it. Um, you're seeing players who normally wouldn't be playing for Celtic thrust into the, the heat of the battle and, and trying to kind of get us qualified for the Champions League. I mean, make no mistake, in the context of the Hearts game, it was a fairly, fairly poor, fairly average Hearts side, I felt, um, that, that we struggled to, to do much against. So... Worrying signs, however, uh, to, to kind of balance that as well, the fluidity of the football seemed to be slightly better up until the final third. The issues we have aren't just in goals, they're also up front as well. And and as well as at fullback, I feel we're maybe a wee bit lightweight in midfield. So over to you, Ange, to see what you can do with that. Um, and if he's not backed by the board. Uh, what I think is going to be interesting, just before we hand over to Sinky here, is we were, we were sold the fact that Ange wasn't a a kind of puppet mm-hmm. manager. Um, he's been fairly vocal in requiring backup. I think we could be in a scenario where, uh, you know, by the time September comes, if he's not backed and if he's a man of his word, he might not be there. I, I agree with you on that. I've been thinking about that quite a bit lately. Um, he doesn't seem happy with what he's getting from the board at all. Um, and you're starting to see this um, media presence that we've all been told about. You know, he's he doesn't take things with a pinch of salt with some of the, the media guys, some, some of the stuff that they're saying, he's right on their case, which I admire. Yep. But you don't want him under the cosh all the time. Um, he needs to kind of hopefully start getting some victories under the belt and the, the confidence confidence starts to come through on those uh, interviews as well. And, you know, we, we see him for the type of manager that we think he's going to be as well. What about yourself, Sinky? Where, where are you in things at the moment? Well, it's everybody? good to see you both. Good to be back in the good booth. To see you too, mate. The booths uh, <laughs> get dramatically better looking, uh, I must say, <laughs> with, with the lads in. Um, a tough one to take. It's been a tough week. I mean, we're all in the same boat. We're, we're probably wanting the new season to start from November last year. Um, we want a bit of change. 
the optimism grew um, when we obviously appointed Ange. A couple of bodies in, but maybe no in the right the, the right time frames. But yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a kick in the teeth. Um, Wednesday night was was tough enough, and then you'd hope as the new season starting and. The optimism is kind of fading, fading away as as the days go on. You're hoping for that spark, and kind of what Miff said, we're lacking that conviction. We're lacking that bite. Yeah, we've not got. We're very toothless. Remember, like we're like a nice cuddly toy at the moment. There's no, there's no kind of animal, uh, and we'll talk about individuals in a wee second. But and we'll talk about well, obviously the players we're, we're missing. But as a, as a t- it's been a tough week. But yeah, we just need to get. The big man needs time. I'm not going to sit here and blame the manager. I'm no. not going to blame the new boys of one 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 train one training session, one coming in the, mo- the the morning of the game. So we're not going to chuck any of these boys under the bus. And the Tino and James spoke about it last night about the especially the, the Ralston situation. He's a, he's a true professional. He gives his all, but he's just no got that. He's there, there's there's certain players. I mean, there's there's, there's squad players. Squad players, and we'll go into more individuals as, as, as the show goes on. But yes, disappointing uh, as it is, and I think I just need a cuddle. No, that's, that's <laughs> well, you've came, you've came to the right place, mate. <laughs> Miff, Miff's been waiting for you, so <laughs> you're all sorted there. No, I, I agree with you. I think it's um, a case of you look at both games, um, and obviously we'll go into the game a bit more in depth just now, but um, you look at both games over the piece. The possession that we've, we've held against both teams has been fairly high, you know. We've, we've, we've dominated the game with the possession, but it's the conviction. We're not doing anything at the final third. Now, whether that's Edwards kind of lost interest, he's waiting in this move, a game we'll even go into that, or whether it's just a case of, you know, they're still just trying to find that rhythm. You know, it's 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 a new setup, it's a new practice. I don't know what you feel about that. But, well, I would say it's probably just a mixture of all things. It's the culmination or the crescendo, if you want to call it that, of all the issues that we've had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the likes of confirmation and champs leaving being one of them. Ayer finally being out the door. Edward still there. You know, no resolution of what's happening with Ryan Christie. No obvious sign of the much mooted right back. We seem to have been speaking to about eight or nine right backs, yeah. if you believe the speculation. We've not been able to sign two of them. So that's a worrying sign as well. Um, and there has been absolutely no link none that I can think of other than maybe in Dai and Augustine a few weeks ago of a striker which for me is equally as glaring uh, as the kind of goalkeeper and fullback situation so I, just worrying that we knew we needed reinforcements fairly readily um, I heard Ange quoted through the week saying he understands the fans frustration but he's not just going to bring in bodies for the sake of it and while that's admirable I wouldn't like to think that post-transfer deadline, the squad's still going to be the same. So I think we as fans just need, we need to see, finally, all the talking finished and what getting done. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you on that. I, I, you look at everything that's kind of happened for Celtic in the transfer windows the last few seasons, whether it be in January, whether it be at the end of, the, end of like uh, August going into the September. <clears throat> we know this story. We, we know it quite well. And I think that's why... You know, Ange is kind of getting this, um, he's getting this bit of a, a bit of leeway for the fans. And, and deserved, deserved. But now it's, the buck's really stopping at the board. And I think actually more heads have turned. You look at the protests last season, people were calling it out. That's disgraceful. Actually, for me, my opinion, that's what's kind of needed to make sure that the, this board knows who, who the, the money, where the money's coming from, who it's for. It's for us, the fans. And we feel as if we're not really getting any end product just now. So 
I think there's we've got to kind of make a stance and um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's kind of going to happen in the next couple of weeks. The board, the Celtic board, and they proved it with the Lennon situation, if, you, if the fans dig their heels in, they'll say, hold on a wee minute, and they'll do their own thing. They'll, yeah. go, they'll go against it. Out of principle, you might say, but it's a stubbornness. It's a stubbornness. We know what we need. It's blatantly obvious. The house situation was, it went on too long. The Lennon situation went on too long. Even now, like... There's obviously Don McKay, we can't, we can't even put any blame from him because we we'll talk about it as well, but for me, it's just the the way it's set up just now, there needs to be change at the very, very top because it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not worked for a long, this isn't a new thing, mm -hmm. but we've papered over the cracks and we've had a, a, a weak team across the city, now they have started to make some more noise obviously and grow over the last few years and we're not competing and I'm worried about, I'm even worried about them, I'm worried about the rest of them, you've seen it last night with Hearts, what's your Aberdeens and your Hibs, going to think when they look at us, the way we set up at the moment, so yeah. 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 You're right with Aberdeen as well, um, the setup they seem to have in place is you know, it's looking fruitful for them this season. That'll be quite a tough place to go to again. Don, Don McKay quoted, when, when he's first he press his pressers, he said, um, we're going to be, we're looking at world class. Yeah. We looked at different money ball models yep. and stuff like that. We're going to be world class. I'm telling you what, we couldn't be any further away from world class yeah. at the moment. It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of transition to get to where he wants it to be. Yes, I, I, I would completely agree with that, Sinky. The other thing, I don't know if this is a defence of the board, but it might just be a, a reason why the board have been as hesitant to get the checkbook out as readily this close season as they were last close season is by the end of the transfer window, I think we were all quite happy. And I know some of the signings haven't worked out, but that's yeah, football, you know, that, that, that can happen. But two of those signings happen to be signings that we paid a combined total of £10 million for in a jetty and Barkas. Mm -hmm. So whether or not that's having an impact on Celtic actually going, you know, putting their foot down and saying, right, we're going to spend the money, my counter to that counter <laughs> is that this situation is getting fairly desperate fairly quickly. Yeah. And for the reasons that you guys have just absolutely stated, Never mind Rangers, we are actually falling down to the level of the likes of Hibs and Aberdeen and I say that with all, all respect, um, I mean that from the point of view that we have just completely failed to react to a situation that we've all seen coming, however this is the latest situation we've failed to react to or been slow to react to, we go back to Howe and we go back to Lennon, like you just mentioned as well, there's a common theme yeah. cropping up all the time here, we're absolutely in the dark ages I think I agree you know, with you we, we, we just have not we have not moved forward and a lack of dynamism for the top will feed down and un unfortunately it's festered through the whole club yeah I think some of our movements in the transfer market like you say uh, yeah, in, in Barkas last season combined of 10 million that's high figures for our league as we, we already know I think a lot of that's you've kind of got to look at some of our scouting of the of the latest seasons it's stabbing the, stabbing the dark material you know, let's see who we can get. Let's see who we can possibly make a player of and then se sell on. And as I said in one of the podcasts not too long ago, that seems to have petered out quite dramatically. I don't know what's going on with the scouting. It's a game we still need to look at. One of the things I was going to look at then today, so obviously we played uh, Michelin uh, last week and after an incredible goal from Callum McGregor, you know, we won that game. That's getting spoke about t today. Um by everyone and a screamer of a goal but for me we had the chance to kill it with a forest miss yep. and and I actually thought he looked very very good in glimpses just when he kind of come on and then after that miss he just seemed to disappear for the rest of the game what's your takes on that? I, I believe that's a confidence issue with him I mean he's hardly kicked a ball in the Euros with Scotland 
it seemed to affect him because I, I think as a player, you know, if that goes in, it's a different game. I mean, mm -hmm. they partly got the park and score after it. Yeah. So he's probably, they've, they've scored, his head's went to pot. He's like, oh, I could have I killed this game. He's took it probably personally and he's just sunk since then. And it was a continuation probably from his performance last night also. What about yourself, man? What was your take in the game on Wednesday? I thought it was two, two teams pretty much displayed what they'd been advertised as. Mm -hmm. Two teams who were a wee bit fragile, not the four C's that they were maybe a couple of seasons previous. For all that, we were comfortable and again just showed this soft side that we have where we really can't stand up to the or can't stand up at the big moments in games you know at critical points at critical timings of the games you go one up just be be solid be robust we seem to still leave ourselves a wee bit wide open and, and it's just so frustrating you don't take your chance and, and listen that you know over the past two games this podcast could have a very very different tone to it if Forrest takes that chance and a bad as goals allowed. And you know, beat, beat on sliding, on doors, the park. sliding doors moments in, big, in football. Big Eddie, and, big Eddie as well. You know, but ultimately, <clears throat> excuse me, that's football. Yeah. That's football. You know, it, it's it swings and roundabouts. It sits in a knife edge all the time. And unless you take control of things, unless you have characters in the team that can take control of situations, drive the team forward, understand when you go out, attack, understand when you remain solid and keep in your shape and don't give stupid chances away and stupid free kicks away until we see characters come through and lead the team like that, then I think it's still going to be the same old story. I think the team lacks character. I, I have, I remain uh, faithful in terms of the manager. Uh, I think I think we've got the right man in place. Um, I think the core of the squad is a good squad. However, there's a few worrying things for me. I've already mentioned the striker situation because it looks like Edward's away. We don't have a replacement if Edward goes. Yeah for various different reasons in terms of Ajeti and Griffiths. Defensively, I still think we need another centre-half. And even for the point of view of <coughs> excuse me, personnel, I don't see how Beaton gets sent off and then comes back in for Welsh. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how that... He was dying to get him in. I, to get I don't him see how in. there's a justification for that. Yeah. So, I mean, that in itself, Welsh are attained faith and I just still reserve the right to, to criticise things that, that <laughs> you know, I, I would see as... Um, no, quite been right, and that was one for me. Yeah. I think Beaton was rewarded with an immediate return to the first team when Welsh was the one running about against Mitchell and trying to cover for him and it's, pick up his mistake. It's this experience thing with Beaton, but his experience has just been in the sidelines for eight years. You know, I, I don't, I don't quite understand it. It's a player for me that's uh, has effectively stole a wage off Celtic. I've never been a fan. He's, he's taken the young boys at the firing line, I believe, uh, for the Hearts game. Yeah, uh, and he's, you're right. That's the whole experience thing. Experience, experience. If you've not got it, you've not got nah. it. And age, age shouldn't matter. But I do believe he's took Murray and he's too well shot out the firing line for that and he said as James said last night in the post-match he was signposting to get Beaton back in there yeah. he kept saying Nero Nero's available he kept saying it so it was no surprise to me whatsoever he's been straight back in Yeah a couple of things obviously we'll go on to about the Hearts game as well one of the things that really concerned me about um, the game on Wednesday night is it seemed to be we had a, an idea in the back of our heads that we were probably going to go to extra time we were struggling at the back a bit the, guy, the young guys did look a bit tired but after 70 minutes, the full team looked shattered. Like, that's a big concern for your second. And again against Hearts, I would say. I would yeah, aye, aye, definitely, definitely. My concern for that, though, is, is that we're only at the start of the start of the season here. Is this stemming from the condition they've been under under Lennon? Uh, what, what's your views on that? Um, well, I mean, you, have to go, you look at the pre-season we've had. I mean, we've done the exercise in the way for 11 days in Wales and... 
apparently it was a good training camp but he, he did mention Ange did mention in a couple of his conferences about not having the players back all at the same time to do the same work and I mean if you look at the, the, the Scotland boys I mean they should be fit I mean they only had 10 days off so there should be no excuse there in fitness I mean these are athletes they're paid to be fit I think I've mentioned this before in the yeah. previous they're paid to be fit but after 70 minutes they look absolutely knackered yeah. knackered and We've got all the best sports scientists, the best the best people about to, to look at condition. And if you're not right at the start of a season, there's 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 that's another issue altogether. The chat recently though from Ange is that they still need to bring more of that kind of team in. So you're saying about the best sports science and stuff like that. He's still not happy with the standard. And again, I think that was something that was kind of stripped away when Rogers left. And I, again, I've I went back to the dinosaur views of uh, Neil Lennon before. It's something that he's never really thought is needed. Um, when actually in this day and, day, uh, day and age, in this game, it is. It is entirely needed. And yeah, you're going up against 11 guys last night um, and 11 guys against Midland as well, who see themselves as the underdog against Celtic. And we, we looked like off the boil. Like round about that 70 minute mark, it's, it's very concerning for me. One of the other things as well, the goals that we seem to be losing in these games, uh, they're just, it's the basic stuff again. It's, it's all the same. It's all the same. I mean, you... You look back, going back, even going back to Ross County last year before Lennon got the bullet, it's still the same same issues. For me, I, I don't know what you do with the goalkeeper situation because you, you're effectively playing a keeper and either Baynard Barkash, you know, is probably going to be at fault, even from a technical point of view rather than an obvious, you know, absolute keeper as we'd call him back in the day. It, you know, Bain's, where Bain started for that ball coming in yeah. last night, when you're already playing a high line, if you're playing a high line, Stay, stay in your line Absolutely. or go to your six yarder if, if you're expecting to come off he's actually standing almost at a penalty spot yeah. if he stands on his line he actually just gathers that ball in Chatty chest it down and it's, catches it's, it yeah. you know so stuff like that the the players whilst we, we go on about you know structure and fitness and all these different things from a fitness point of view players need to take responsibility for that because you know how fit you are you know that's, that's the, the amazing thing for me is if you know you need to do extra to keep up with the, the fittest teams in the league go and do it. You mm-hmm. don't need, you know, you don't need your sports scientist boy to tell you that you're not fit enough or you can only play seventy minutes. Get yourself fit enough to play. Nine. I've I've never seen a professional team that half the teams get personal trainers. Most of them get most of them get personal training away from. Surely, surely, God, if you're if you're training six days a week, you should do you need a personal trainer. Yeah. Maybe for some sort of conditioning and upper body stuff. But if you're training every day, you've got to be fit. You know, you've got to be fit. Yeah. There's just there's just stuff like that, that. You know, for me, the players do need to take some personal responsibility. And I think a lot of it comes down to when you talk about defending. Mm-hmm. Um, that ball came in the box where the concentration of the Hearts players were. There was like three, four Celtic players. I yeah. think were actually defending. In front of the Hearts players, as in closer to the ball than the Hearts players, and so it was very easy for them just yeah. to run off it. Yeah. It's just like that's just a personal responsibility thing, it's you know. Basic. Even if you're Martin Zono, if there's nobody in your zone, have a look and see where the runners are going. Tuck in and make yourself make yourself. Well, one of the guys in the chat actually said that. Um, one of the, the chat, someone, and he basically said that the closest player to that Hearts player that scored, Ed Suter that scored, was a Hearts player. Aye, that's shocking. Aye. That's schoolboy stuff. Aye. Like. Going back, going back to the Wednesday, obviously the, the big talking point was Bain coming in for Barkas originally, mm-hmm. and one of the, he was obviously, Ange was asked at the press conference, what, what was your reason for that decision? And he said it was based on communication, based right. solely on communication. Scott Bain is a, bit, is a better talker, a better communicator. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, well, again, me and the family were lucky enough, if you could call it that, to be in, in Newport and we saw the players, and I actually made mention of how languid and laid back Barkas looks. I can't imagine when he's on the park 
unless he gets through some sort of mad alter ego transformation, <laughs> that he's going to be, you know, shouting orders and uh, he just he, he just doesn't seem that guy. Yeah. However, surely Celtic knew that. Gone on the days we see the the second half and the keeper having a square go. When the second half does it, he's but even even with big even with big Foster, you know, and and, and Boric before him, who are probably two of the, two of the best best keepers that, that I've I've seen in, in modern times. Well, apart from Sanchez Broto, um, <laughs> would be that they were obvious clear communicators. Yeah, you know, you could see chest out, barking orders, pre a presence, one thing, a real presence. We don't, we just don't have that amongst the keepers we have in the squad. One thing I would say about Forster on that, and I totally agree with you. But Forster, I don't know if you remember his first season. A lot I, of the he training, developed. He, he developed. Did, a, he did die. He developed. So, that, absolutely. You know, again, like. I'm not calling out Stevie Woods, I think he's done a remarkable job with the goalkeepers that we've had at Celtic and, and the two that we've mentioned there, Boric and, and Forster, we were spoiled with them. One thing I've kind of looked at is that it, it does come down to the player, it, like, kind of get, going back to what you're saying, it's the player's responsibility. So whether or not uh, Barkas's heart isn't in it anymore, I, I don't know. One thing is for sure though, he needs replaced. Well, we've all kind of given him a chance here for the start of the season. There are few replaced. Celtic players I have wanted to like more. Yeah, no, oh, I don't know why 100% I don't know I don't particularly know why I just wanted it to work for him but for whatever reason you know and there could be a multitude of reasons mm. we don't see a way for the game it just hasn't and we need to accept it and move on I'll tell you this like, usually when you take a player out the firing line mm -hmm. you bring someone in and keep the, the other player at the firing line right? aye, aye. they two are in the firing line together it's a loose lose because yeah. the two of them are getting it do you know what I mean and, the two of them are good at it and, and again, with Bain, it's very rarely, you know, absolutely howlers. That make, it's just recurring technical errors. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so frustrating because we are, we are, we are culpable in that because we're allowing it to continue to happen. You'll probably never be able to coach the issues that both those keepers have out of them. No. Because it's just inherent. It doesn't matter what you do. And that's why they'll find their level as a result of that. Yeah. We need keepers, or a keeper that is better than that. The biggest thing as a Celtic keeper, and we all know this, is concentration. Absolutely, right? you're going to you're, you're going to be called into action a couple of times. But a, a, a big boy in the box, whatever it is, the concentration needs to be there. And I don't believe any of them have that attribute at all to be standing, maybe standing with nothing to do for seventy five minutes and fifteen minutes is a wee bit of a an overload in defence. These guys haven't got that concentration. They've no. looked at the, the one on Wednesday night, get crossed into get, across across uh, the box, and Baines yeah. Baines been all the place for it. And I was like, that after that, you're going, there's something going to happen here. You're waiting for something to happen. Yeah, I agree with you, and, and come back to Bain as well. Like um, with with a goal last night, his position I, is is very poor. I think a lot of the times with things like that, there it comes down to like an over eagerness. He's trying so hard, Bain. But that's where you find out who's a player and who's not. Like he, he's, he's, he's not technically good enough in that sense. He should know you. It's basics as a goalkeeper to know where you're setting yourself up, setting your defence up. And I just think there's an over eagerness. He's probably preempted the, the thought of coming to collect the ball uh, for the cross, and he's found himself in no no man's land. Um, yeah, one of the other things I thought about last night. Um, a couple of guys were talking about it. Forrest on the left to accommodate a bad on the right. Again, that's that's come back to last season. That's fitting players in for me. I don't think Forrest can play in the left at all. I think he's better suited in the right. What would you say on that? I would completely agree with that. I don't want to get down that route again. Square pegs and round, round holes. Um, and again, I, I think we might get to the situation. I don't know if you lads will agree. I think if, if Christie stays, we might see Christie in the team in front of David Turnbull. Um, because Turnbull seems just not 
he seems to be a wee half pace behind the, re the rest of the team and how they're being asked to play that quick shifting of the ball Turnbull likes a few more touches on the ball to get his twists yeah. and turns in somebody likes a likes a Christie I think Christie thrived for that for that faster pace because he likes to just get get the ball at his feet mm -hmm. play a pass and then then run off it and I would rather Christie be central than playing it out in the wing mm -hmm. I would rather be played unless Abada can play in the left and cut in which we've yet to see I, I think Forrest it's been shown that Forrest's best form is on the right and he has to play there so you play one or the other and again you know go and bring, go and bring a winger in bring a left winger in yeah. by all means we've been waiting you know, on it for a long time strength, strengthen it bring somebody that's go, going to go outside their man you know it's, it's something that doesn't happen often enough and it'd be fair to Forrest he did it a couple of times last night and actually get, get some good mm -hmm. um, good results off I, did, I didn't think it was an abject performance for Forrest um, you know I know our esteemed colleague James uh, isn't his biggest fan, but I, I must say that I'm I'm firmly in the the Forest um, supporters club, so I'll, I'll be vehemently um, defending him when I have the <laughs> the platform to do so. No, you do. You have you brought the bigger left sided player? I mean, you've got a bad and you've got Forest fighting out for the right hand side. You need the two. That's fight. good. But That's a, good. But a competition, but a fight in there. Forest in the left doesn't work. Is how many? I mean, even when he play, when he plays in the right, how many times you see him cutting inside and hitting with outside these boot? Do you yeah. know what I mean, that, yeah. he's he's never he's never a left sided player. Too, too handsome to point in the left. Aye, he is. He's far, far too handsome. Far, far too handsome. I like the fact he's if you see him through when he first came into the team, you know, he's he's, he's looked after his silly. He's hairs on point. Kind of styled his silly. Absolutely, absolutely. But I well, well done, James. No. Keep up. <laughs> Keep up. Let's get back to the football. Aye, aye, hundred percent. But yeah, I mean that left hand side. I mean Turnbull looks as though he's taking a couple of steps back. Yeah. Is it is it the way Ange wants to play? I mean Ange wants players to empty their tank mm -hmm. give everything Turnbull for the first time probably last night and maybe Wednesday he looked like a Motherwell player that, yeah. ju that had just that had just came into a, a, a well established team we'll say a well established but a, a wee bit of a step up for Motherwell no, no disrespect there but um, he ML, looks ML1 little, lads are going mental ah, exactly sorry boys um, <laughs> I need to move us <laughs> <laughs> but no he, he, looked, he looks off it Christie's more of a of a fit. I mean, there was talk about during the week about a, a new contact yep. uh, for for Christie yep. also. But yeah, I mean, I think I believe that Turnbull will need to um, will need to potentially change the way that he plays. He just looks like a big big time mark too. Uh, yeah, Seventy I, minutes tops. Yeah, and and the thing with Turnbull as well, yep, I think he hasn't been playing at the level that we we expect. I would say. Um, I, I looked at some of the um, some of the chances last week against Mitchell, and there was a. Don't know if you guys seen this. It was a brilliant opportunity uh, to to slip Edward in through through the defence, through yeah. the centre half and the left back, and he tries to play this pass over the top towards um, Christie, I believe. And you're just thinking a lot of his a lot of his final ball has to have this um, finesse to it, when actually just the the simple pass, the simple through balls is going to do the job. And he, I, decision it might come, decision even last night, last night he took he took a shot first time. Yeah. Center, dead centre of the goal he could have took a touch and another two steps towards the goal I know exactly Bader's done really well to bring and, it and, and yeah. again I, yeah. I think it's just you know it's just decision making probably confidence I, I, another thing I just where we're, we're talking about individuals I think to, to put a positive spin on it young Abada only been 19 coming into a team that's obviously toiling a wee bit I think he's shown more than enough metal that, he, that he's going to be up for the fight and he's, going, so. he, he's going to be a, a, a scorer and creator of goals for Celtic this season no doubt about that Yeah, One of the things I'd kind of like to, to look at as well is that obviously we've got the we're, we're, we're calling out for well I'm calling out for us being played on the, played on the left um, Abada there is glimpses I totally agree with you I think there's a good player there we've got to kind of look at the supply so see see this attacking team that Celtic kind of, kind of go with and, and what we've used over the years We've always had two good overlapping wing backs uh, or full backs. 
we've not got that now. We, we really don't. There's a hesitancy from um, from Greg Taylor at the moment, and and Ralston's very limited to, to to provide that overlap for for the winger. We've been looking at obviously the past couple of weeks some some players that were linked with transfer wise. One of the guys, Aurelio uh, Buta, it plays with uh, Royal Antwerp. There's good talk that it, it, that might be something that might come into fruition this week. We might we might sign him. We need to be able to look at these players to be able to come in and hit the hit the ground running. Basically, go go in straight away and do a job. The other one I was thinking about for the games coming up against Jablonek and coming up against Dundee. Where's Where's Bob and Golly? Uh, I, I mean, there's, even the the Encham really seemed odd given that. Ten days ago, I think and should say this year he's he's making an impression and he's he's working hard. So, I, I, that that was my original point mm-hmm. in my, my opening. Eh, kind of salvo was that there are still so many matters unresolved. You know, for every Ayer, there's a ball and goalie. For every Cham, there's an Edward. Yeah. There, there's still there's still stuff to get sorted. So again, put yourself as a player in the middle of that. Who's who's going to be here? Who is actually going to be here as of the end of August? And and none of them really know that. I don't I don't even think Ange knows it. So, aye, it's it's just very unsettled. And we are playing like an unsettled team. We don't look like a united team. Now, a few months that might settle. A few months we might start playing the way that Ange wants us to play and we might all be happy. But we could very well be 12, 15 points behind by that point. Yeah, and that's the worry. That's the danger. It's some again we spoke about on here. We need to be careful of. What's your view on it um, with the likes of the ball and Wally and It's the same as like, squad harmony. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. These boys are turning up to do a shift mm-hmm. and they're training with people that clearly don't want to be there. Yeah. And in, in a work situation, we've all been there, where you're getting paid paid the same as someone and you're working there, they're putting half a shift in and still getting the same dollar as you. You're, you're thinking to yourself, what am I doing here? Am I really, I didn't, didn't What's that? <laughs> Friday Payday? He's phoned in sick again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you do, honestly, and it's... The way Ange spoke, he, he said, if you don't want to be here, then I'm not getting any time for you. So the ball and goal situation, I mean, we're at a point now where... We're, we're asking. Well, I mean, aye, we're asking, we're getting, getting <laughs> back in. I, always I forgiven. Um, but that, there's, there is a few, as much as, as, as Miss mentioned, in terms of like, yeah, obviously we're getting the chavis away now, but the squad harmony must be all over the place. I mean, we'll talk about the big Frenchman up front. I mean... His performances he's putting in is very, very half-hearted. Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm, I mean, there's, there's nobody else, right? So if, if, I, if I'm, a, if I'm a, a young, inspiring striker at Celtic, and I'm watching, I'm watching who was a great player who's now tarnishing his legacy yeah. with the way he's acting. It doesn't want to be there. I'm thinking to myself, what, what, what's, what's the point? What's then, the point? Here? If, if we're getting, if we're getting Anne saying that I'm only going to involve the guys that want to be here or, or want to want to put the time and effort in, Edward is making the start of living every week. We take nothing away from what Edward's done for this club. For me, I'm, I don't know, I'm still kind of 50-50 in the sense that I've got a wee feeling they might still be here in this window. The reason being, I was uh, I was reading today that um, apparently the deal was accepted for Brighton, but apparently he's he's not interested in the move. He's um, maybe holding out for, for something bigger. If that something bigger doesn't come, then... He might have to, you know, knuckle down and 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 give us a good good swan song season, hopefully. But yeah, it's um it's quite poor, like you say. The 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 attitude of some of the players has has been quite poor. And if you're young players in that environment, it's not good. You're any player in that environment that wants to play for that club, it's not good. We were talking about it um, before. Obviously, we come on today. The club is in probable need. Prob- probably needs someone that's just going to take things with a scruff of the neck. A leader, I think that is missing. Um, I go back to the Hearts game. That tackle last night on Halliday, not one player up, 
I see. I, I don't know if they've been warned not to do that, but come on, that should have been a red card for a start. You're right up there. You're in the faces. You're making sure that you're there to protect your teammate. That seems to be gone at the moment. That was an absolute shocker, yeah. and um, I, I felt it at the time. It wasn't one of those ones where, oh, you seen it in the replay, and it's oh, I thought he'd maybe nicked the ball. It was it was so late mm-hmm. and so reckless. He's went in out of control, studs up. You know, you can see McGregor's ankle actually bend as well with the force that he's come in at. You know, I can't think of any reason as to why it wouldn't be a red card unless maybe it was friendly with him or something. Like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe do a podcast together. Maybe 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 <laughs> maybe maybe we all away each other and maybe spend a bit of time in each other's company. But anyway, I'm only speculating. <laughs> but no, I mean, listen, when it comes down to just general standard, the refereeing, if that's not a red card, what is? Yeah, uh, it seems to be a poor week for Scottish refereeing again. So we're moving on to this this week. We've obviously got our away tie against FK Jablonek at the Stadion Strelnus. I think that's how you say it. We won them for the guys. It's a quarter to five kickoff, so try and get a half days in now. Um, we need to lay a marker down for me in this game. Um, try and get a win, try and get the confidence going because the next game's Dundee and you don't want to be going six points behind. Are you saying put a half day in? I'm, t- I'm, put, I'm put in for a, for a shift. <laughs> 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 I'll put up the gaff for us. I'll, quite, I'll, I'll do a back uh, shift. Um, and no, I mean, it's, a, it's another opportunity to, to bounce back. Let's look at that. Let's, let's be positive. Yeah, let's yeah. Be positive. It's another opportunity to bounce back. Yes. We're, a week, we're another week further down the line. And there is, there is as I said to you, like, your next opportunity is your biggest opportunity. And this this and this quarter to five kickoff, it's another, another week's fitness, another week to, I don't know if the new boys can play. Can they, are they eligible? Yeah, they yeah they'll play? be in now. Listen, a, a, a big answer to things kind of similar to that last night. And you need to remember, this whole project, for want of a better word, because I hate that expression, but <laughs> this whole project, this whole kind of tenure of Angie's is still very much in its infancy. Mm-hmm. And he has had to take an awful lot on, none of which was his making. So you could argue in, in some senses, he's probably still getting his head around it. The fact that Furiashi and Starfield can come in, is, is a big a big thing for the squad, I think. You know, the, the fact that it maybe takes a bit of pressure off. Furiyashi is the obvious solution to the, the left-hand side problem, albeit that I was kind of hoping he would maybe, maybe play centrally mm. um, and give us a bit more movement than, than what we've been getting in, uh, <laughs> in recent games. But the, the fact of the matter remains, you know, you could go and beat this team 2-3-0. You could come back and if still, know that it doesn't mean anything, of course it means something if, you, if you've won the game. I think until we feel like we've got the squad that we need or we've even got the numbers that we need and we've bolstered the squad, a large section of the fans, and I will say large section, I think it's a it's a noisy majority of fans aren't going to be happy. So if we try to muddle through this and you know, even if we do start winning games, I still don't think it's going to be enough. I think it's went past the point of just purely judging the team on the park. There's so much more going yeah. with this just now. And I, and I think that as a club, it's so important, so important for us to show that we're taking action. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's a week of three, four signings happening. You know, if Buta come in, we signed a keeper, yeah. signed another striker. And I would also like a, a midfielder to get signed, if I'm being honest, as, as I'd stated earlier. I think we need we need a nasty bugger in there that's got to kick folk. Um, I, I think if we, if, we, if we did some business like that over the next week to 10 days, then I think you could see everybody kind of settling yeah. down. And it would, make, it would make Angie's position a wee bit more robust in the sense that if there were... Some, you know, bad results, some negative results. If we do go to Ibrox and we take a tanking, we could accept that because there's players still coming in and, you know, it's going to take time for the squad to settle, probably a few months for the squad to settle. We're no all daft, we know yeah. that. But if there's inaction, 
then I fear we could end up in another muddle where we're, we're looking for another gaffer in six weeks' time. We need something positive to feed off of. Uh, this, this game uh, during the week, as, a, as, a, as I say, there's an opportunity to feed. We need, we need something, a clean sheet, mm -hmm. a good performance, mm -hmm. right? Somebody really stepping up for us to feed off because we're really... Everyone's jumping over the, the negative, the band, jumping on negative bandwagon at the moment. And it is, it's, we just need that. The players need something to boost their confidence. And as I said, this game during the week is a, is a chance to do that. But going back to one of the points you mentioned, like the timeframes of bringing in new bodies as well. But uh, if we signed someone, or we signed a player on Monday, we, we, we wait in two weeks, potentially. Uh, the, uh, Pretty much two I weeks. Know, it's no normal times. It's, so no, it's normal I, times. And, absolutely. And what you mentioned, Miff, we've got. I've never seen a team with so much legacy issues. Mm -hmm. So we lost a lot. We lost a lot of squad. We lost a lot of squad. Right, the numbers are light as they are, but the ones we've got left, there's legacy issues. There's yeah. boys that didn't want to be there last year, and they don't want to be there this year. So it's a hard, hard job for any manager to come in and put his stamp on it, get his house in order when the when the when the mess and the previous owners have left an absolute mess, and some of the some of them are still refusing to move out the house. Yeah. It is. It's a it's a it's a really hard job, especially when he himself had to quarantine for ten days and wait to go over, and it's a big move from uh, the east to the west as well. So. No, I, I can agree with you on that one. I think um, for me though, it's uh, same old Celtic. We'll just wait and wait and wait, and then it's last minute stuff, and it's we're running about stabbing the dart stuff, as I said earlier on. Um, so, Jablonek, they uh, have just started the season as well, so they're, in, they're now played two games. They've won one, lost one. Um, so, us. <laughs> <laughs> but for them, uh, we should form team in the Czech league. <laughs> I was going to say they're sitting eighth, so we should be beating them. Oh, <laughs> it's two games. No, it's two games. Don't. I know. No, uh, we should be at the same fitness levels as them, though, and that's going to be the testing thing. I think we should be beating this team on paper, but it's going to be a difficult one. We look at the the fixtures last week. We look at the um, the, the game last night as well. Obviously, beat on lining up against Starfield. Do you go? Do you go with that again on Thursday? Uh, no, I would put Welsh in. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would put Welsh in. Um, Beaton's already cost us in Europe, so I don't. I, I, I just don't see why you would bring him back in. I just don't, you know, and and it didn't do us any good um, against Hearts either because you know he's he's about six foot five and he does he doesn't seem to improve our ability to header the ball for set pieces. So I, you know, he nearly not, done not, the, not for me. He nearly done the same thing last night uh, on Mackay Stephen that he did to that uh, player. The boy, I know the boy dived against him uh, for, for Mitchell was it Dreyer. Um, he nearly done the same thing to Mackay Stephen, just this clumsy, like, I'm just going to push you away, but make it look like a shoulder tackle. It's so clumsy. Too, he's too exposed. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a team, if you're a team watching a video like the last 10 Celtic games, you're rubbing your hands, you're saying, oh, we, know, we, know, we, know, we know what we're doing here. Which is, um, which is why why I don't understand why you wouldn't put Welsh in. If, you, if you'd watched Welsh so far this season, even in pre-season through into the competitive games, I felt Welsh was is, is somebody that's performed well and looks like he's at least confident and we get back to the thing about keepers and communication by all accounts the one thing Welsh is not he's not backwards at coming forward mm -hmm. in terms of instructing the team and tell, telling his teammates what to do as well yeah. so to have a young Scottish guy in there you know kind of leading for the front I, I like the idea of that probably need a wee bit more of that if, if I'm being honest um, so I, I, again it's just for me that's a decision that, that, that baffles me I, I think Beaton he, he was already on a shaky peg after what happened to Ibrox last year because it was just a really really stupid challenge to make in the context of the game the Mitchell and episode just put the tin lid on it for yeah. me I don't, you know for me it's just a it's just a no so I was I was at the I done the press conference the other day for the fan media uh, with Big Starfield and he was uh, absolutely brilliant he came across very well 
uh, very confident in his own ability with the sounds of it. I'm not judging him after last night, you know, just in the door. Um, it's a tough place to go to and you've only had one training session with the, with the lads and you've not played in a wee while. So I'm, I'm not judging him in anything on that, but I'm actually quite confident that he might be the leader that we, we finally get at the at the back. Absolutely, but it'll take time. You know, it's, yeah. it's like anything else. We've, we've, we've left ourselves hostage to this particular situation where things are going to need time. Time's one thing we don't have. Definitely. So Dundee on Sunday then. Uh, I must win already, lads. Um, 24,000 at the stadium, uh, which is great, but it could be fairly toxic if we don't get this, uh, if we don't get this right. Pro protest planned pre-game, I believe. Yeah, time to stand up and show our dismay, to be honest. I think I'll be at it. Um, don't know about yourselves. Uh, I've been doing it weekly since November, so I don't think I've got any more dismay to let me. Have you ended up in the superstore after? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, never, that's never got to change. But I, I was actually having a think about that after the game last night. And, you know, it does make you take stock and make you think, well, if the board are sitting there and, and remain equally as inactive to the end of the transfer window what do you do because it, you're just scratching your head because they are just making they are then making the fans look like mugs and so it's you know it's, get, it's getting to that situation where you say right you can't complain about the amount of money that's been brought in in terms of transfers you can't complain about the uptake of season tickets two years in a row for, even though it's been COVID affected fans are still happy still happy to back the team still happy to put their money in if that's not been reciprocated Questions need to be asked, and and not in the really snidely dismissive way that we were treated last October when we had the temerity to um, hold the board to account mm -hmm. for for not reacting quick enough to what was an obvious slide in, in performances for for the team. Uh, we were told we were entitled and, and to go away. It won't be the case now. No. I mean, they're they're putting themselves in in, in a, a shaky peg with the fans where they already are. But if they go through another three weeks with no action mm -hmm. four weeks mm -hmm. with no action and excuses at the end of it I don't think MD's going to be interested in hearing them yeah I'm faithful through and through and there's only so I mean, you say there's only so far I can take you the, the blind faith that Celtic fans have got and mm -hmm. through the thick and thin I mean, we've all been through the sack the board era of the early 90s and yep. stuff like that it's getting to that point with the, the, the fan dismay and every post on social media is hurt with a negative straight away Anything, any positive story it's hotly a negative but the only thing that worries me about the protests is what I said earlier on in, in the show about the, the board digging the heels and they're going two fingers to use we'll do, we'll do what we want when we want yeah. so that I mean I, I get why we'd want to protest but I also worry about the aftermath of what will happen with them um, but there needs to, we need answers we've, we've, we we've, we've never had answers we need we need Mr Desmond to come out and give us some give us some answers of what's going on and you know something that would actually kill me and going back to the old day uh, Uncle Pedro days, mm -hmm. I, I can just imagine Celtic and we're, we're on our backside, mm -hmm. right? Negotiating for players, like over five, like maybe 500 quid, a thousand, like <laughs> over a thousand quid, going, no, you're all right, right? And I can, I, I can picture that still going on to this day. Like, Easily. with that, the, the, your, your man for all your but that's what went on for about two and a half weeks. Oh, now. Yeah. Dragging on. We, we, we bid 2.2 and they wanted three. Bargain, I know, just right back to I mean, we'll be all chipping, get a go fund me, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put some cash in for a right back. See, and and uh, Ian and Dom, if he's are listening, when other teams know you're on your arse and you go to try and buy their players, it's them that's in the bargaining position, <laughs> no you. So see, when they set an amount to ask for their player, you need to pay it. It's not the other way about, like, we're Celtic, so we've just got to give you 2.2. That's not how it works. We need players in, so just pay the money. Right, remember, Cheers, lads. Remember John McGinn, lads. Listen, you can get back further than Ivan that. Ivan Tony, oh. Ivan Tony as oh. well, you know. Oh, jeez. 
Aye, anyway, that was that was uh, Miff's tip of the week. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> I know there's a time for bargaining and there's a time for just putting your money where your mouth is. It's now is the time. Just get the cash. But it's no, it's not as we're short a, a few bob now. Uh, no. Do you know? I mean, the, the, the money's there. I know. I know we'll get tough times and stuff like that, and we'll we'll probably make some more money with the sale of Edward eventually. Yeah. Um, but it's time. It's time to kind of splash the cash, and we it's clearly obviously what we need. And Miff, right, you've, you've, the bargaining chip's gone mm-hmm. with, with, with teams now, so just pay, you pay the money. If they dig their heels in, like you're saying, Sinky, if they dig their heels in, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the covers come back over the seats next season, honestly. I think so many people are just getting tired of the way they've been treated, to be honest. That's two seasons, like you say, where we've, we've, we've stumped up the money to support the team that we all love. We all love, but when it's getting it's getting ran, ran like that, it's, it's very hard to watch. It really is. Um, so... One of the first podcasts we've done with you, where I've done with yourself, Miff, uh, we spoke about when Andrew was coming in that, you know, we, we need to watch in case we got off to a bad start. Where's, where did your thoughts on everything lie at the moment then with the team? What's, what's your thinking? I would say that it's a bad start mm-hmm. uh, and I would include even results in, in pre-season in that as well. You know, it's, it's been a bad start and looking fairly toothless in attack has been a, a pretty constant theme. The reasons for that are, are varied. Uh, I don't think it was ideal losing both Dembele and, and, and Johnson who would have given us different mm-hmm. attacking options um, but really the, the, it's the centre point attack that seems to hold the most most problems for us because you know you can, you can have great wing playing great fluid midfield play if the ball's not sticking up front or the runs aren't being made it becomes it becomes very very hard to create multiple chances in a game I think that's what we've seen as a recurring theme so we need that to be sorted and fixed as quickly as possible like you said, there's chat that Edward might still be here. Maybe that that probably causes more. If Edward was motivated and looked like looked like the Edward of old, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a problem. But he, he doesn't. To be, to be quite simple, he doesn't no, look like that just now. So him staying presents more of a problem because it's them most likely that we don't go out and sign a striker, and we're left to get through the season with Edward, Ajeti, and Griffiths, which mm-hmm. will result in us probably finishing third or fourth. Cool, and obviously, Sinky, would you say it's too early to define the season? It is too early. I mean, I'm still very much with Ange and and the players. I mean, we've got boys out there that are trying their best. They're just no cutting the mustard in terms of the, the level of ability they've got. But we get back, back to your point about Edward Miff. I mean, we used to watch Edward and used to wait them doing something right. Now we're watching them waiting them doing something wrong. Aye. And it's it's, it's quite completely you're waiting, you're waiting them just go, you're waiting going off. It's just it's like watching a different player. As the demeanour and even the fitness levels, it doesn't, it doesn't look like the same player. The confidence, I don't know what's what's happened to him. It just seems we're, we're kind of we're more focused on what he's what he's not doing, what it, what it used to be like. It's it's, yeah. it's really as a. But I'm very much in the opinion. I've just getting my full back, and the team's got the full back, and the, the boys that are in there are doing their absolute best. We need the reinforcements in. And we just need to continue to, to to back them. I don't know how long and will get with the, the how long that's good will last. I mean that's a that's a big question. Um, I mean the focus is on the board big time at the moment, so that's taking the heat off the team and him. I'll, I'll say the same thing as I said a few weeks ago, and that is a full Celtic Park, a few decent signings, and a couple of victories. The world looks like a very very different place. Yeah, and that's you know unfortunately for us, we've just not quite managed that. At the start, we were probably quite unlucky against Mitchell, to be fair, um, over the piece. And again, we were probably quite unlucky against Hearts. The general balance of play with, with more of the ball and things like that. But more of the worry is that there's still those recurring themes for last season that don't seem to have been sorted. 
part part of that is to do with the fact the manager hasn't been back so far and the, the squad hasn't been bolstered. But the, the worry is the, the mentality. And hopefully in time, as Ange gets to work with the players over a longer period of time, he gets to kind of flush that out. It's like the old Scooby-Doo thing. You take the mask off and Neil Lennon's still there. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my guy, I'll take my guy's wagon and say still big Peter that's still there as well. Still, big, still <laughs> big Pedro. Big Pedro. Hanging about. Absolutely. Brilliant guys. Well, as we've seen, we've played three competitive games so far this season. Not won any of them. It's not a great start for the team at the moment. The blame for me is Lyle and Soli at the feet of the board. It needs to get sorted quickly. Um, there's a long way to go though, so we still need to find our feet, but we need to do it fast. As fans, we'll continue to back the team. We hope that this week we see some positions being filled and we get the business done swiftly. It's been a pleasure hosting this week, guys. A big thanks to yourself, Miff and Sinky, for joining me on today's show. And always a big thanks to you guys for listening. If you're enjoying what we do, please continue to support us by sharing this episode with anyone you think will enjoy it. And remember, you can now find links for all our podcasts, blogs and social media at thecelticexchange.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. Podcast Network.